Welcome to Ideal Conditions, a Polygon podcast. From controlling temperature and humidity in buildings and food plants to restoring critical documents like x-rays and rare books, we're here to explore the challenges and solutions for interior climate management and remediation. My guest on the podcast today knows a little something about how to calm that down and how to take better control of the uncontrollable. My guest today, of course, is Tim Young. He's a business development specialist for Polygon U.S. Corporation. Tim, how are you today? I'm fine. Good morning. I don't think I overstated just how impactful the weather can be on a project. No, it, it's a cause of, of concern for general contractors. One of the things that you do specifically towards the HVAC systems that are being installed in new buildings is you have to control the climate during the construction process. You can't have guys working in you know below freezing temperatures or in you know, 120 degrees inside a building, that affects efficiency. Let's talk a little bit about the choices that uh, a construction crew and a client have during that construction process to control the climate. What are some of the main challenges that you face? And then tell me some of the choices that you make and how to control that. Sure. Well, well, first of all, not only you mentioned, you know, the workers and, and their comfort and their safety. But in addition to that, I would just add one more note that another concern is a lot of moisture in a job site will slow down the actual progress of the structure. So it's not only the comfort of those that are that are working in the building uh, and safety for them, uh, either very, very cold or very, very hot is not good, but it also deals with moisture and how that can have a detrimental effect. So it's a common practice for, say, an HVAC, so heating, ventilation, and air conditioning contractor to be asked to initiate the permanent system that's going to be used in the building when it's completed. One practice is to ask that contractor to start that system, and there's there's some negative effects of that. And then there's also a temporary system that can be utilized to condition the site. It seems like the permanent HVAC system would kind of make sense to me. I mean, I'm, let's just turn that thing on. Let's, you know, let's go ahead and break it in or stress test it. But I'm getting the impression that's not the right choice. That's that's a common practice. And there is, in my opinion, a better choice. And, and the reason for that is that the permanent system that's going to be used when you're in that nice, comfortable building and the construction is completed is not designed to be used during construction. And, and when I say that, there's a lot of construction dust, for example, is, is, a, is a good example of why you would not want to turn that system on. There's a lot of very, very fine particles of dust from sanding sheetrock, from plaster, and, and many of the construction processes that gets into that system, no matter how well it may be filtered because of how fine that construction dust is that gets into that system. And, and it's just not good for the system for many reasons. Would a good analogy be you don't use a regular vacuum cleaner in a sawdust filled workshop use a shop vac is it is it kind of like the same concept that that might be a a good analogy to start with and it's a little more intricate than that for example you know there's a lot of uh, uh, motors for example in an hvac system that when they are not filtered properly and this fine dust gets in the motors it actually decreases the life of those motors 
Um, you have cooling coils that condensate, and they, when they get this fine dust, say from plaster or sheetrock on them, uh, that actually can cause that dust to harden and then decrease the efficiency of the, of the cooling system. You could literally need to replace or repair the permanent system right about the time you finish construction. Theoretically possible, yes, that would be extreme. It, what's more likely is that, for example, for an owner to be concerned about just the, the life of a system may be decreased. Let's talk about those temporary systems because, I, and just thinking about this, uh, during construction, Windows are not always in. Doors are not always closed. Uh, I would imagine that there is quite a spike and a variation of temperature and humidity inside the construction space during the construction process. And as you mentioned, a permanent HVAC system is not really built to handle those fluctuations. Talk to me about these this uh this approach of using a temporary climate control, they're obviously built a little more, I guess, hardy would be the word? Correct. That, that would be a good word. Uh, they're, they're built for temporary applications. Um, they are much more hardy. Uh, they're also built to handle the extremes that maybe a permanent system is not. you got to think of a permanent system is made to keep you comfortable inside the building. That's all it's designed to do. The temporary systems can be almost a, a specialized, so to speak. So uh, we may just use a dehumidification system to control uh, moisture. And you mentioned, you know, windows being open in a construction site. Yes, but even if, if they, the contractor has temporarily put up plastic or enclosed their building, which, which they try to do to keep that weather out, you have to remember all of the moisture that being emitted from the new finishes, paint, drywall, mud, and other finishes that are being installed that uh, have a lot of moisture uh, being expelled from them that then cause that interior humidity to climb. I was not even thinking about that. I was thinking rain. The paint has to dry, and when it dries, there's evaporation, or as you mentioned, the plaster, or even uh, concrete. Correct. Wow, I didn't would not have even thought about that. Right. So when they enclose the building and then they're putting in all these finishes, that moisture is actually trapped inside, inside, inside the site. And that humidity that gets trapped inside can negatively affect everything. Well, everything from especially the schedule. So, you know, contractors don't get uh, all the time they want to complete a project. And so if they're getting slow dry times, so slow joint compound drying, well, they can't paint till the joint compound is dry. Uh, slow moisture uh, emissions from the concrete, well, they can't put their floors down. So it's a it's a snowball effect that slows down their entire schedule, which turns into money and all kinds of issues. So, so the temporary equipment can actually be cranked up to decrease the humidity to a level that increases drying times? Correct. Oh, wow. That's really smart. Yeah, an easy way to think of it is that... that Moisture always travels from wet to dry. So if it's wet in a building and the material is wet, the wet's not going to travel very far. If it's dry inside a building and then the wet material, the, the moisture from that material is going to continue to come out of that material in, in very quickly. Are there some other IAQ benefits that come with putting in a temporary system? Well, just uh, anytime you have a lot of moisture in a building, you're going to have a chance for uh, an increase in, in the possibility of uh, microbial growth, which 
uh, is mold. That's all, that can always be a problem. You also, there may be specifications for the installation of certain materials, for example. So if the concrete is not at a certain level of moisture and a floor is, is being uh, attempted to be installed on that concrete, it may not meet the specifications for that floor installation, which then can lead to failures down the road um, in not only flooring, but other materials. There's also uh, a concern with millwork or, you know, cabinetry, any type of woodwork that may be in a building is highly affected by moisture. It expands, for example, in very high humidity. So it's just, a, it's kind of a snowball effect of problems. And these temporary systems, they're portable. So that allows you to really finely control the conditions in any given section of a large construction project. Correct. So if a, a contractor wants to use the permanent system, uh, in most cases, he'd have to turn it on and it would, it would be servicing the, the entire building. Uh, when you use a temporary system, you can make that area much smaller and just direct your temporary equipment to that specific area. And then, as you said, it's portable. So you can move it around the building, maybe as the, as the construction progress moves and that's the way it usually goes in a, in a project. It goes from sections of the building, for example. And you can move that equipment along and only concentrate on, on some of those smaller areas, which that actually leads to a savings in, in energy consumption for conditioning the building. Now, is there a specific project that you've worked on maybe recently that you could tell me about where this solution was the go-to move? Sure. I fairly recent example. It's been, been a, a couple of years, but this is a good one. And, and there's many, but uh, there was a project here in San Antonio, in downtown San Antonio, a Tobin Center for, for the Performing Arts, beautiful performing arts facility that we have now. And the owner uh, asked the contractor to use the permanent system to control the environment in the building. Uh, there was going to be this. The concern in this was there was a very uh, extensive amount of very nice uh, woodwork. All the seats were wood, uh, very expensive, and so owner and and contractor agreed they didn't want that wood in, in an uncontrolled environment. So the contractor also in the contract there was uh, a large sum of money to clean the air ducts after they used the permanent system. And so the general contractor came back to the owner and said, "Hey, rather than." clean, dirty air ducts in your in your brand new building, why don't we not use the permanent system at all and instead use a temporary system? Um, in this case, we used uh, just a, a, we design systems, so we engineer systems. Um, we used a combination of chillers and dehumidification and an entire system that sat outside the building and conditioned the building. The brand new ducts were never used, so they never had to be cleaned. That expense was, was not needed, and the permanent uh, equipment was kept clean and ready for use when the building opened. As you mentioned, in, in a system or a situation, an environment like that, it's much more delicate than people probably first assume when they hear the word construction project. Uh, let's go to the other end of that spectrum. Has there been a project that you've worked on that this obviously was the right choice for that project? Uh, so you, you're referring to a project that might have been a difficult one for us as well as, as controlling the environment? Absolutely. Oh, sure. There are, uh, you know, projects vary. Every construction project is different and, and varies quite a bit. I guess the most difficult projects, and I'll kind of group them a little bit, are the ones where, I guess challenging would be a better word, where we're asked to meet a certain specification for temperature and relative humidity. For example, right now, we're, we're designing a system for a museum. 
And so you say the other end of the spectrum, well, this one's kind of interesting because it's it's a completed building. And it's a museum, so the contents are obviously of much of a concern if their permanent system were to go down. So they're looking to Polygon to be on, uh, on call, so to speak, with equipment that would be able to condition a building with very tight specifications, obviously because of the the quality of the of the contents inside the buildings. I, I think that's one that, that presents a, a challenge to us. We can meet it, but it's more of a challenge than, say, a you know, construction site. Yeah, a renovation uh, is a much more contained environment than just a straight construction. Right. right. It's contained, and, and the tighter the specs, then the more of a challenge it is for temporary equipment. Um, and, it, and it can be met. It's just a, it's just more of a of the design and engineering process that you have to go through. Yeah, and I want to clear up a possible misconception. Just because it's a, the climate control equipment is a temporary system, that doesn't mean it lacks fine-tuning. You can really hone in on a specific set of conditions using these temporary systems. Uh, we can, and we also have equipment that will control it. For example, we have a product called Exactair, we call it. So that can be... Uh, installed inside of a building or a construction site if needed, it will not only monitor the temperature and relative humidity on a continual basis, and the contractor or whoever requests it can have access to those uh, to that information, uh, but it can also control our equipment, which makes it where we can fine-tune it pretty close to what the specifications uh, require. Now, you mentioned working on the Tobin Center for Performing Arts there in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, just on a personal, unrelated question, are there some days you just want to move to the desert? <laughs> uh, well, sometimes where I live, it is like the desert. <laughs> sure, well, you know, I don't, I don't, not sure we have an office in the desert, so yes. And where I live, um, in, in South Texas, actually, the weather, it's amazing. It, it can be Pouring down rain one day, uh, kind of cool, and we can come back with just hot weather the next. So it varies quite a bit, and we don't get the extreme below zero temperatures that some of our other offices get. Uh, but I think each one of our facilities has a has a challenge with the, with the weather. Yeah, it's funny. I, I live in Dallas, and I just made a comment to my daughter the other day that you know she's in mm-hmm. band and uh, they're having rehearsals, getting ready yep. for football season, and the high. Just uh, this past weekend, I think only was 90 degrees. That's a cold front. <laughs> yeah, I said, hey, it's 90 degrees. And she said, oh, I guess falls early this year. <laughs> well, today it has been an absolute pleasure to have a conversation with Tim Young. He's the business development specialist at Polygon U.S. Corporation. Tim, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate this. Sure. I would look forward to having a chance to talk to you again in the future. Same here. Thank you very much.